Was the 2021 season for the 49ers a success? And is it true? Could Kyle Shanahan not win the big one? All that and more, plus your questions. Open up the Winky Wednesday mailbag on today's episode of Locked On 49ers. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers. Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker with you at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. That's where the questions are coming from on today's mailbag portion of the podcast. But first, you know the drill. It is Wednesday. So let's bring on today's guest. Nicholas Winkler. Come on down. <laughs> Another Winky Wednesday. Wink, how you doing, man? The season did not end as we hoped. We, we hope to be previewing a Super Bowl mm. match right now for the 49ers so first off if there's anything you're stinking on about these san francisco 49ers uh the the floor is yours i mean you can't stink on it right i mean this was a team that was three and five and just it, you know it seemed like it was going to be another lost season after you know the way 2020 went and, and all of a sudden they turned it around you know and they look good doing it you know they went on a great run week 18 you know round one round two of the playoffs it's a bummer the way it ended. You know, obviously that sucked. But at the same time, like, it was a great year. A lot of teams would trade places with us. Only one fan base and team really get to be happy at the end of the year. I, I wouldn't trade it. I mean, obviously you would love to go on and do this and that. But I, I we had a buddy uh, of ours, Brian, actually. I don't know if you saw this message or not. We are in a big fantasy football thread. And he was asking, which is worse? You know, like going six and nine and like not even, or, you know, six and 11, not even making the playoffs or like getting this far and then getting your heart broken. Like which one really hurts more? And to me, it's, it's, that's an easy question. I mean, you want to get in the dance. You want to get that chance. Like that nervous energy in the playoffs as a fan, like, whoo, that feels good. The week leading up to it, you're seeing, hey, go Niners. You know, everywhere you see the Niners stuff, you see the flags flying in people's windows. Like, that was good stuff. It, it again, it sucked the way it went out, but at the same time, like it was a good year. I didn't see that text, but was it from Ryan Covey, who's a Bears fan? And that starts to make a lot more sense. Is it better to be a 49ers fan than a Bears fan? Yeah, hell yeah, it is. Yeah, no, he came in though. He, he chimed in on it easily with this, like, okay. well, of course you want to go to the playoffs. You never well, get to your go. Brother, your brother's a Lions fan, so it doesn't get much more difficult. He said, that. I don't know. He said, I don't know the difference between the two because I never get those playoff like. wins. <laughs> I, I do have a little bit of pushback for 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 Winky. Okay. All right, and it's you would rather be like, nine than lose the NFC Championship game, Croc. No, I would rather definitely lose it with NFC Championship game. But I think the thing that like hurts the most that like kind of makes it to where it's like I I have a hard time saying like I just you know I just happy to get there is mm. when you have a ten point lead in the fourth quarter of the yeah. NFC Championship game and you blow it. And that's the part that makes it hard. Like, if they just went to NC Championship game and got blown out, I would be like, man, you know what? They fought hard. They were three and five. They lost right. to the cards. Like, it was a great season just to get to that point. And you know what? They just need a little bit more to be able to mm. win that type of game. But when you're up 10 in that game and blow it, yeah. oh, that hurts. That hurt. it hurts. Oh, it hurts. Oh, it hurts. You know, it's because you kind of had like, the rug pulled out from under you, right? Like, you felt like yeah. you're up 10. This is good. And, and I don't, you know, I don't want to harp too much on the the tart drop pick, but it's just funny. like my wife had left the room at that point, you know, and they had been watching it with me, and I just, I, I just screamed 
catch the ball like so loud that she came in the room she's like are you okay I've, I've never heard that kind of anguish in your voice and i was just like i was just like down on the ground just sitting like this you know it's still had three-point lead but it was like oh i know what's coming next like that that hurt man that hurt yeah and, the, and what came next was a, like a 15 yard gain or something like that then and a, the personal a rough, foul unnecessary, yeah unnecessary mm -hmm. roughness and <sighs> yeah, you just felt it. Like that was the you know the snowball started going down the hill at that point, right? Yeah, that was Jimmy Ward was like, "Hey, I got you, high school teammate. I'm gonna do something stupid <laughs> to make that look better for you, and then go uh, right. take a penalty here." Nice. Um, no, but that was that that was the story of the game, and it, it wasn't mm -hmm. just Tart alone. Because if that no, was it, and the offense did something, could get a first down. If you could get a, a convert a, a third and two, or go for it on fourth and two, or not go backwards for two straight series. It was, they needed one person to make a play in the fourth quarter and they couldn't get it. Yeah. Kyle couldn't call a good play. The offensive line couldn't block anything up in the run game. Uh, the Debo didn't really even touch the ball. Um, That's the stink right there. If you want, and, if you want to wink in the stink, it's the fact that at 12 and a half minutes left in the game was the last time that Debo Samuel touched the ball. Like you, you have probably the most dynamic player in the NFL on your team playing right now. And, and he didn't touch the ball for that long, two series. Yeah. Like, Oh, I'm with you. Uh, well, one thing you just said, Peacock, and I think uh, a lot of people might not know, or maybe our listeners, maybe you touched on it before, but yeah, Tart and Ward, high school teammates. And mm. I was actually out here. Uh, I had got my beard lined up a little bit or, uh, last week out mm -hmm. here in Mobile, Alabama, where Tart's from. He's from Mobile. And they told me Tart was a basketball player. He was not a football player until like his senior year of high school and ended up playing well and got a scholarship, but he was a hooper before mm. all that so that was just interesting little fun fact about jaquist yeah, guitar yeah. i could see that yeah he's got some size to him he's got some length for yeah. sure um i think people kind of they don't know that like he's six two i didn't know that six two like yeah tart is like six two 225 pounds or something crazy like that like he's a big safety and i think he was even over six two like he was a large human and ran so he was a freak of nature coming out of yeah, he ran like four, five, was, mid four fives or something coming out of Sanford. Yeah, Sanford. Yeah, and uh, at, at 6'2", 220, you're running four fives. It's like, wow. We thought, looking at this guy, maybe he's a linebacker, and then he runs, and he's like, oh, <laughs> not only that, he could play single high if he wanted to. He, he's a pretty yeah. unique player, and he's had some injuries throughout his career, but I think really underrated what Tart's been able to do. Um, do they bring him back? I don't think you can afford it. Yeah. Hufanga, you got a you got basically free starter in Hufanga if you trust him as a starting strong safety, and you have to save money somewhere because you've got Tomlinson, you've got DJ Jones. DJ uh, Jones, thank you. Um, you've got you know Arden Key. There's, I mean, there's a ton of guys that you need yeah. to throw some money at, and you can't throw money at all of them. And since it, it depends how you feel about Hufanga. But if you think you've got a starting caliber guy, you almost have to let Tart walk because you already have so much money already tied up in, in safety with Jimmy Ward too. And I, I would I, he's the one player I probably think of all the free agents is the most likely to walk. Hmm. I'll say Makes this. Sa the safety market sucks. So I, I don't think he's going to get like a whole lot, especially right. for someone who might be labeled as a quote-unquote box safety. Safeties hate that term. They're like, dude, we play everything. And Tart does play everything. But uh, he is someone that plays a little bit more down 
uh, ideally than as single hot, even though I think he does that well. But they're just not making a whole lot of money. That was a big issue for guys like uh, Eric Reed, Kenny Vaccaro. Remember, a lot of those guys who, you know, Trey Boston, they were like, man, we're having these good years. We're not really getting paid, especially for a guy who is, you know, aging. You know, Tart is going to be like 30 years old next year. So I think, you know, if they were to be able to bring him back, they pay him a little bit more, you know, $2 million or something like that. I wouldn't be surprised if he's back as a 49er. He's a good football player. So maybe he yep. goes out, tests the market, doesn't get what he wants, and is like, all right, I'll go back That's home. what just happened. That's what just yeah. happened, right, in the, the last right. offseason. Different because of the the money and, 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 and those things. So the, the market in general sucked for a lot of football players. But I think something like that, you know, kind of happens again. And that wasn't just him. That was him. That was Jason Verrett. That was uh, Kiwan Williams. The 49ers yeah. allowed all those guys to test the market. And I don't think it was what they wanted to see. And they came back to the 49ers. Right. Every 49ers free agent I always think is going to go sign with Robert Sala's Jets, too. So, like, or the Seahawks. Money, right. Yeah, or, <laughs> yeah. or the Seahawks. One of the um, two. You know, what's funny is looking at the, de- the depth chart for the New York Jets, they got Ashton Davis out of Cal, who they drafted in the third round, uh, what, two years ago? Not 2021, but I think 2020. Uh, Will Parks spent time with the Niners. Kai Nakua, he was on the Niners practice squad, right? They don't have a lot of names at safety there. So you could probably just plug Tart right in as a starter uh, in New York. So I could see I could see him going there. I wonder if there might be a little trade action. What if the Niners traded one of their many linebackers? Greenlaw. Mm-hmm. What could the Niners get for Greenlaw? A fourth. I think you hold I on to him, though. Third. I think a third starting linebacker. Maybe I feel like you could draft a starting linebacker in the third. Hard to argue that. Third, you can't that. draft Greenlaw because he's on the Niners. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, anyway, what were we? Oh yeah. So okay, I I I, I want to run this by you guys because you brought it up, Croc, about the ten point lead not being able to hold a lead. Can Kyle Shanahan not win the big one next? Speaking of the big one, Cincinnati Bengals, four points. It's easy money. Bet online has you covered this season. Super Bowl, props, odds, lines, more than ever before as we continue toward the Super Bowl. And, I mean, not even football. You got basketball, college, and pro hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, live real-time updates during games, which is a super fun feature that not enough people utilize at Bet Online. .net. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. But you didn't know they had podcasts over there as well. And hey, how about casino games? Poker? Blackjack? While you're waiting for the game to end, play a little blackjack. Make money while you're making money, right? So don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season at BetOnline, where the game starts. Okay, Croc. 10-point lead fourth quarter the offense could not get it done don't go for it on fourth down you're not no killer mentality with the 49ers offense then the last two drives of the game it's tied and you're down three they're going backwards negative eight yards on two drives can't get anything at all going on the offensive side of the ball super bowl up 10 points the kansas city chiefs what happens you lose the game uh, 2016 offensive coordinator. I know, but Super Bowl 28 to three, the most famous Super Bowl collapse of all time. Kyle Shanahan was on that sideline. He, uh, 
I've, I've got, I can't even name all the listeners that have asked me this question. Is it Kyle Shanahan? Can Kyle Shanahan not win the big one? Does something change in his mind? Is there something that he does that makes it so his teams can't close out big games, championship games, and Super Bowls? I, I think the the fourth and two, like there might be a little something to that where you know you have to just be like you have to be all in on winning this game and not playing to not yep. lose the game. Right? Go get I it. I feel like that was one opportunity, but. I feel like each time the scenario has been different, which kind of leads me to believe. I don't want to just say it's just bad luck, but maybe it's just not his time. We saw this again with Andy Reid early in his mm-hmm. career. He went to four straight NFC championships, won Super Bowl, ended up losing uh, to the New England Patriots. And if you ask Terrell Owens, he'll say it's because of McNabb was uh, out of shape, throwing up on the field. But when, when it comes to him, like, what's the difference between Andy Reid then and Andy Reid that has – going to four straight AFC championships now, but won a Super Bowl, right? And that one Super Bowl at least proves that you can do it. And I think Kyle Shanahan, in time, he's going to do it. But yeah. it's just – it's tough. When you get down to it, those games, and, and it's it's you or the other team, you know, it's it's one game, one opportunity. It, it's, it's tough. I don't think that he can't do it. I feel like if you can get there, you can win it. Like, if you can get to yeah. a big game, you can win it because he does win the other big games. That game, week 18, that was a big game, right? That was a big game. That was win or go home. Was it the Super Bowl? No, but that was as big of a game against hell. The game before that, Houston Texans, although we didn't know 100% that it was a win or go home game, that was a win or go home game that he had to win with his rookie quarterback, and he did. So, you know, oh, can you win in a big game? He had to go to Green Bay in frigid weather, zero-degree weather, and they figured out a way. So I think he is the right guy for it. It's just – he has to get over that hump and, you know, to either get to the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl. But I, I think it's going to come. It's just, you know, just got just got to just got to do it. But I, I 100 percent believe that he he's the guy. He is the guy. He's going to win him one. And uh, fortunately for the 49ers, he's going to do it with Trey Lance. Let's go. Right. Hey, you know, you say the big game. Yeah, he hasn't won a Super Bowl, but you mentioned it. He's won a lot of big games. You know, he beat Dallas in the playoffs. He's won a lot of playoff games for, for you know, an, an NFL coach. That's impressive. That's good. He's gotten to two NFC championship games in three years. That's impressive. Yeah, he hasn't won the big one. You talk about maybe he's unlucky. I mean, if Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't overthrow Emmanuel Sanders in the Super Bowl, maybe things are different. If Jaquasi Tart can hold on to a pick, maybe things are different. It, it's not all on... Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, he maybe made some bad calls. The offensive line looked horrible on those last two drives, you know, back on Sunday. They looked so bad. They were just getting run through. I know Williams was out there on one leg, but, you know, there's so many things that go into it. I I think Kyle is the man. I think you're right. I think he is going to win one, and I think it is going to be with Trey Lance. Real quick, um, you know, you go back to the Falcons game. That game was pretty much over, right? Last drive. Nobody, before regulation ended, nobody remembers this, but on the last drive when everybody gets on him about throwing the ball and you could have just, you know, won the game, running the ball and kicked the field goal and win the game. They completed a pass for a nice game, setting them up in terrific field goal range, but it got called back for holding. So is is he unable to close something out or win a game because that tackle got called for holding when Muhammad Sanu picked up really good yardage and it was set up Mm -hmm. to be like a, 40-yard chip shot, field, 35-yard field goal, you know? So it's like, oh, yeah. he can't win the big game because this guy got called for holding and a terrific play call got called back. I, I think he's right. the guy. It's just 
you 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 gotta win it. And he's gonna keep hearing these things like Andy Reid did until Andy Reid finally won that game. And it yep. took what did it take from Andy Reid having a, a quarterback do some spectacular stuff, right? That that's the other part about it. And, and everybody, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, what he is or what he isn't, it Jimmy does not win the game for you, right? Your run game wins it. Right, mm. most of the time with the 49ers, they blow teams out. They put teams away. It's you know, 49ers scored 51 points on the Panthers team because they ran for 400 yards or whatever they did. Right, a lot of times, you know, 49ers didn't beat Green Bay because oh, Jimmy threw for a ton of yards. It, they, they blocked the punt, they blocked the field goal, ran one back for a touchdown. All these other things went to contribute to that. Until he gets his quarterback right, which hopefully Trey Lance is the guy that can go above the X's and O's in the biggest of moments where he needs yeah. that play. It's going to be hard to to win those type of games. The 49ers had several opportunities to close out the Kansas City Chiefs. Balls got batted down at the line of scrimmage. A misthrow or misread here and there. The quarterback just not making the play. Same thing happened in the fourth quarter of the Rams game. Like, just could not make the play. But how did the 49ers lose the Super Bowl? Patrick Mahomes pulled a play out of his ass and backed up 40 yards and threw the ball 60 yards, and, and his guy caught the ball. Sometimes yeah. you got to have some guys bail you out, and I think that's another thing. Kyle has not had his players back him in these moments, and he's taking the brunt of it. And you made a great point there, Croc, about that holding. And again, I mean, Kyle called the holding play unbelievable. unbelievable. <laughs> how, how could he? Kyle do that? called the play where where the running back whips on the block with a guy wide open in his quarterback, uh, uh, Matt Ryan, rolling up. That's the ball game, right there. Like it's over. Yeah. yeah. I yep. mean, it's dialed up, it's over, and his running back just whiffs, like, completely whiffs. If you would tell me that the running back, Freeman, have money on the game, I would believe you. That's how bad he whiffed. <laughs> on a receiver, wide open. There was, like, nobody within, like, 15 yards of the receiver. Mm -hmm. Matt Ryan loaded up, threw the ball downfield, or was going to, but instead he gets hit because the guy doesn't block, and he gets returned for a touchdown. But you know what? That's, that's Kyle Shanahan's fault. It's Shanahan's, yeah. Absolutely. It's there is a very Andy Reid like career arc for Kyle Shanahan right now. And, and until he wins the big one, it's just the way it, it is. And it's going to it's going to be the conversation. There's not going yeah. anywhere until he wins the big one. But I don't look at him and say he can't win the big one. I don't look at him and say that because what's no. the big one? Right. Was, right. was the was the big one? Was it is. OK, so is this a, a NFC championship game? Is that a big game? Because if so, he's already won one. So he can win a big game, right? Mm -hmm. And I wonder if I do feel like so. the The big thing that that is in his head from the Super Bowl with the Falcons was that he was too aggressive. I wonder if that stayed with him because since then it's always been, oh, now he's not aggressive enough. And at some point, I wonder if he just has to say, you know what, screw it, I'm gonna go win a game. I don't care. Yeah, and I'm gonna call my game. And I wonder if he does. Tighten up a little bit, right? You said it. It's tight butthole. Yeah. Right, Croc? He gets tight. He gets tight. But I'll say that he gets tight in his kind of front runner mentality, right? I mean, not he's aggressive when he's up. When it's when it's when the game is tight, he gets mm, that tight, right? <laughs> he gets that. Yeah. You guys on listening to the pod, you can't see me, but I'm holding my fist and I'm like, <laughs> punching it as tight as I can. All right. <laughs> he gets that tight. I don't think they needed the visual crux. I don't think they needed it. Okay. <laughs> but um, I don't know. You know, after he lost that game, he I mean, he wasn't even the head coach and the, the right. defense blew a 28 to 3 lead. But yeah. after the Falcons lost that game, 
he talked about it and said, I do it all the same because if I if I go down doing it the way that I feel like other people think I should do it, I'll never be able to live with the results. Respect that. And for that reason, I, I believe he's doing it his way, but he just, mm, Tart, can you catch this pick? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the execution isn't there. Yeah, can, uh, Jimmy, can you can you uh, hit this guy that's wide open right here, and can you not miss George Kittle running wide open down the middle oh. of the field, and you know you overthrow him and and not do anything to kind of make up for it? Like you know, mm -hmm. maybe he just kind of needs that. Got to help your coach, man. Yeah, and coach. all you can do is call the plays. And there's people on the other side on the other side that are pretty good, and they're paid well to stop you too. And it was pretty amazing to watch how the Rams could both stop the run and stack the box, and nobody was open in a lot yeah. of cases. So, you know, the, you got to you got to give credit where credit's due and the Rams did well. But the irony of it, too, Tart drops the ball and you're like standing up yelling, oh, catch the ball. What are you doing? And then the one that Jimmy dumps off to uh, to oh, Juwan Jennings, like, don't catch it. Drop don't. the ball. And he catches <laughs> that one. Right. Like Just drop it. Don't lose yards and keep the clock running. Right. That, that was how it went. That was the game in the fourth quarter for the 49ers. And unfortunately, they are out now and have to watch the Super Bowl from home. Let's get to the mailbag next. Obviously, in the new year, there's a lot of resolutions. Hopefully, yours is still going here in February, which means you probably made Built Bar part of your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. By the way, at Built.com, a new flavor, oh, an old flavor is back. It's churro puffs. If you're into the churro flavor, I'm still all about the peanut butter. Crock is all about the cookies and cream built bar. No matter your flavor, you can find something you like. Most of them covered in 100% real chocolate at built.com. You can even get a mixed box of built bars if you're not sure. Most built bars contain only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, only four grams of net carbs, and a whopping. 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar that you might be grabbing for in your purse or uh, in your desk at work that's 250 calories and dozens of carbs and 30 grams of sugar. That's not what you want. So go to all your stashes, throw Built Bars in there, feel good about it, and eat a snack that both tastes good that is healthy for you. And you can find those at Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. That'll get you 15% off your order at built.com. That is promo code locked15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, it's mailbag time here, guys. Let's get in. Oh, one quick note here. Did you see the end of season press conferences from Tuesday? Uh, there was, you know, kind of standard stuff. Uh, it sounded like they were talking about Garoppolo in the past tense, like he's yeah. gone. And I already knew that was the case, but they're like, yeah, it was, it was, it was nice when he was here kind of thing. He was like, wait a second, what, what did you say? How did yeah. you put He was you a know? good guy. What was we thank him for helping us through that hard time. Like, oh, okay, so we're done. We're done with that. All right. I wonder if Jimmy G listens to Winky Wednesdays on the podcast because his quote was, uh, faithful, thank you very much for everything. It's been crazy, man. Just all the comebacks at Levi's, comebacks on the road, ups and downs. It's been a hell of a ride, guys. I love you guys. See ya. See ya. See ya. Just like ya. Winkler does <laughs> on the old uh, Winkler. It was Winkler. me, actually. It was really I, awkward, I too. It he was like, uh, did you guys see? He was like, uh, 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 all right, see ya. Like, like, right, yeah. like walk out. I'm out. I'll never talk to any of <laughs> you guys again. I hope you guys get some good good trade value for me. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they said his his people in the the Niners are actively searching for trade partners. I've I've heard that. That's yeah. good. What is his trade I value? Mean, 
Yeah, that's tough, right? Still, Second. Niners are asking for a one. They're going to end up settling for a two. Teams probably want to give them a three. So it's going to end up being a second rounder. Maybe you have to be like, okay, hey, fifth this year, conditional pick next year if he's hurt. Because, I, you know, he's got it. He's going to have surgery probably too this offseason. So, and the injury history he's got, which is part of the reason the 49ers probably went and got a quarterback, was just availability for Jimmy Garoppolo. So I think a team will probably say, okay, look, we're not going to give you this year's two, especially if they're drafting high in the second round. Let's say, how about this? We'll give you a fifth this year. Next year, if he plays 75% of the snaps, then, or if he's active for eight games or whatever it is, you know, something pretty low probably, then you get a second. If not, you get a third. So a future second maybe is a way that, you know, uh, I think there's some conditions involved that could maybe get the 49ers a higher pick if a team doesn't want to give it to. And who knows, maybe something like the Carson Wentz trade where they can get a, a conditional future one out of it. But I just don't see him getting a first this year. But there's no quarterbacks that a team is going to draft and say, this is our guy this year. Except, what about Malik Willis? Did you get your eyes on Malik Willis at the Senior Bowl, Croc? Because, by the way, Croc, what year is it, judging by your background, what year is it in Mobile, Alabama right now? In Mobile, Alabama, it is 1966. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever house I'm in, it's uh, it's a little outdated. Matter of fact, Nicholas Winkler came on and he said, uh, Nicholas Winkler, Nick, <laughs> Nick Winkler came on true. and he said, Oh, I know, but he said, "Crack, now you got a new backdrop." Like, no, this is not. This is not my home. Okay, you're going to be a time machine. <laughs> yeah, with all this wood, I mean, it's probably yeah. probably nah, more the seventies, right there. That's like mid seventies look with all the wood. This is the, uh, it, it looks like this is where they shot that seventies show. <laughs> yeah, wow, it does kind of look like nice, <laughs> right? Oh, but um, Malik Willis. Up and down, very inconsistent. Uh, uh, the processing's a little off. Could be because, you know, first time kind of being in this offense, not sure. But I would say out of the guys where I just felt like, huh, made some really good throws. Oh, made a play on the move. Throw here and there. I thought he did a good job of that. Wasn't focusing so much on the quarterbacks. I was looking at yeah. the receivers. You know, a guy named uh, uh, Christian Watson out of North Dakota State. Uh, he was very impressive. 6'4", 211 pounds. Uh, look good, play strong at the catch point. Interesting, like look, uh, Keelan Doss ish, but uh, but yeah, anyways, uh, quarterback, uh, probably not really the class for a quarterback at like if you really need it, yeah, especially if you need it now. And so, if you're a team looking for quarterbacks, like, well, let's draft a different position the first round, maybe second round for one of these guys is here, maybe let's just yeah. send something for Jimmy and, and, and have a veteran here and not worry about quarterback this year. Kenny Pickett, like eight inch hands or something crazy like that. Is that is that real? <laughs> Take my strong hand. They're saying he has like the little <laughs> tiny hands, man. No, he's up there and he's like, look, I, I played in cold weather, you know, and I went to the press conference and I meant to ask. I, I waited too long, but why do you wear gloves? You know, why do why do you wear those gloves? How about you know, this guy? Go ahead. Well, yeah. If, why are you wearing gloves if your hands are just fine in the cold? That's a great question. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks here in Garoppolo's trade value. BetOnline.net, the odds for Jimmy Garoppolo being Tom Brady's heir apparent now, not in New England, but in Tampa. He's got the leading odds to be the next quarterback for the Tampa Bay Bucks. It's four to one odds compared to uh, Teddy Bridgewater's on the list. He's got better odds of starting week one for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, according to BetOnline, than Kyle Trask, who's already on the team, is six to one. Ah. How about that? I mean, where do you guys think he's going? Should we should we make some predictions right now? I mean, the 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 chances of him ending up in the NFC South is huge, right? I mean, you look yes. at it, it's 
Saints need it. You know, Atlanta might move on from Matt Ryan. Panthers need a quarterback. Yeah, Tampa Bay needs a quarterback. You know, there's a lot of openings there. Yeah, I think for Carolina, they've already spent money. They they picked up the fifth year option for Darnold and already did the exact trade that you would be trading for yeah. G last year. I feel like they're hamstrung there and they got to go to the draft, but they missed on the did draft. Did you hear what they said? Hmm. Did you hear what, what they said about Sam Darnold? Oh, I, I remember they it was very it was bad. It was like it was like it was basically like I wish we wish we wouldn't have done that kind of thing. Yeah, it was like, you know, <laughs> you know, we thought yeah, maybe he'd do better and, and he would be worth more. So, you know, we we picked up his fifth year option, but clearly it was a mistake. We're stupid. Joke's on us. Now we gotta pay him. Can't trade for anybody else. I was like, golly, not in those words, but basically that's what he said. Like oh really what he said was we yeah, we we thought he would be better. And we picked up the fifth year option and it, it hasn't worked out for us. Like he basically almost said that like word for word. Yeah. So you mm. pay him 18 million or whatever it is and then pay Jimmy 25. 25 like that's no, it's 25. It's 25 for Darnold. Yes. Oh, that the that's for a quarterback. So that's oh. what, cause he's a number three overall pick just like Trey Lance. So Trey Lance is going to get even more than that on his fifth year option too. So Trey Lance is only going to be cheap for four years. His fifth year option is going to be expensive and then whatever, you know, so that's three more years of cheap years for Trey Lance. And hopefully he's good. And, and you know, you want to pick up that fifth year option and want to sign him after that. But uh, yeah, you get paid a lot. And Bosa too, second overall pick is going to be pretty expensive here pretty soon. He's got one more year on his first four year deal for four years of his rookie contract. Then that fifth year option will be 2023 for Nick Bosa, which will won't be cheap, whether he's re-signed at that point or, or plays on that fifth year option. Um, but Jimmy G to answer your question, I would say, the teams that make the most sense, Tampa, they've got a good defense, ready to win now. Saints have a good defense, ready to win now. Can they fit his number under the cap, although they could you know, restructure it or add a year to his deal and, and lower the cap number this year before the cap goes up in 2023? Pittsburgh Steelers have a good defense with good quarterback play. They could be a win-now team. I think those are the three that stand out most. Teams that have a defense, I think Washington's defense is up and coming as well, so he could make sense for the commanders. And Jimmy G has – did you guys see that? That uh, yeah. Joe Theismann – like let the cat out of the bag. That he it, leaked it. Yeah, it's going to be the Washington Commanders. Maybe it sounds like. And hey, mm. who has more command over their offense in the locker room than Jimmy Garoppolo? Right. Boom. Right. Plus, he'll look great in those new uniforms. All pro professional. You know, yeah. you can say what you want about Jimmy on the field, and you know, some 100%. weird stuff. All pro professional. The way, you know, can I take a second to kind of really commend him on that? How he's handled this situation. He's been the ultimate professional. He came out and said it. He was not happy about the trade, as he shouldn't be. You know, you trade for everything for this rookie, like, I'm gone. And then to deal with this whole year knowing I'm gone. Everybody else could say, oh, man, you know, he might be back. Remember some guys, they could see him being back. No, he's gone. He's going to be gone. Mm -hmm. And he knew he was going to be gone. And that's extremely tough to play under those circumstances. But still, somehow, command the locker room, did a terrific job of doing that. Clearly had all the veterans behind him. Hey, We've gone to war with this guy. We're still going to war with this guy. That's that's my guy until he's not. And he was the constant professional. And then the, the, the thing that I really appreciated with how he handled this whole situation, Trey Lance coming out and saying, man, it's going to be my, one of my best friends for life. That just shows how he was to the young guy and, you know, how open he was in answering questions and really understanding, well, I'm going to be gone regardless. I might as well help him, <laughs> you know, but he didn't have to do it. So shout out to Jimmy Garoppolo, the – football player whatever all pro professional 
And person. Yeah, I mean, all pro person. Right after he led the team to the Super Bowl, they were like, oh, Tom Brady, hey, what's up? How you doing? And then, you know, before last year, Matt Stafford, hey, come on over. You know, like it wasn't just the Trey Lance thing, too. It was like right. his last few years, there was a lot of, you know, flirting with other quarterbacks. So, yeah, I'm with you 100%. Jimmy G did exactly what he needed to do for the 49ers. And, uh, you know, he just, he didn't get him to that next level. Right. And for himself, sure. He's, he's going right. to make a lot more money, I'm sure, you he's know, gonna down get the road. That- He's going to get the contract next year. Yeah. He's going to get the $25 million from somebody that, that maybe wasn't going to be guaranteed that he was going to get that. So right. uh, he played the 49ers draft pick that they traded into a better spot. The Niners went far. Their plan succeeded. That, that was one of the questions that I've seen a lot too. Was it a successful season, even though they didn't win the Super Bowl? Or did it have to be a Super Bowl win? Because what if now Trey Lance isn't going to be as good next year because he didn't play enough this year? You know, So you're kind of buying from the future to try to win now. And they didn't get over the hump. They didn't win the Super Bowl. I think it's a success, successful season still, but some people think, nope, it had to be Super Bowl or it was not successful. Do you guys agree with that? No, no. I think you're exactly I think was, right. I think it was successful. I think once you made the playoffs, it was a success in the sense of being able to develop your, your young guy for the future. We saw him in the Houston Texans game. He's taking the right strides, taking the strides in the right direction. Um, obviously, you, you want him to be the guy moving forward, but you, you got to allow You push that draft put back to pick mm-hmm. 29, that first round pick that you gave up. And, you know, you had a playoff run and, and you went deep and you created a lot of optimism moving forward. And you know that your head coach is the guy. So all of our conversation this whole offseason, it won't be about Kyle Shanahan like we thought it would be when the 49ers were two and four and three and five. It's all going to be about building around your young, talented guy that you felt played better and looked better in the Texans game. So there's that confidence moving forward. I, I think it was a it was a win in the sense of where we feel like the 49ers are moving forward. And if you consider the entirety of the whole deal being Trey Lance plus Jimmy Garoppolo, how that all works in, it's like as if you got another pick back because of how much better Jimmy played and what he earned you in trade this year by playing well. So that's like an extra part of the Lance deal. You didn't give up just the stuff for Lance. You also get something back from your quarterback that you also got a chance to win with this year. So an, an extra pick in that whole transaction coming back your way that maybe wouldn't have happened before if Jimmy didn't play well. And if Jimmy didn't turn the season around as well for the four. How hurt is Jimmy? Three and five. Uh, yeah. Hopefully. Oh man. Hey guys. Yeah. My thumb. Yeah. I was just, I was, I couldn't really grip it, but I wanted to fight for my team. So, you know, yeah. you guys can give up those high draft picks for me. You know, I was a little maybe. banged up, but you know what? I'm, I'm going to be healed up and be ready to go. This is what I think, and I've said this a few times. Fans from other teams, if you go talk to Steelers fans, we heard it from the uh, from the the Texans guys, right? They're like, we yeah. don't want Jimmy Garoppolo. We got Davis Mills. Why would we want Jimmy Garoppolo? Any part of that? If you go talk to Steelers fans, you go talk to Saints fans, go talk to Tampa Bay fans, whatever. Any of these teams we're talking about, Denver. I've talked with Cody Rourke of uh, Locked On Broncos. He's like, yeah, give me Aaron Rodgers. That's what it's going to be. You're like, well, Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, no way, Jimmy Garoppolo. They're a playoff team with Jimmy Garoppolo this year. That's exactly the type. Of, we didn't talk about Denver earlier. That's exactly good defense. Go mm-hmm. get a quarterback that can win you some stinking games. They've had garbage quarterback play. But here's the thing. So um, you go talk to the fan bases. They're not excited about Jimmy Garoppolo. They don't want them at all. You go talk to the head coaches. They love it. They go, oh, give me that grit. <laughs> give me that leadery sauce. Give me that guy I can win games with because I don't have three years. My ass is going to get canned. I need to yeah. win. Right yeah. A veteran I can win games with. So coaches are going to love them. Some Jimmy Garoppolo. He's got, he's won some fans, I think, in a lot of buildings. 
the fans out there for those teams will be like, oh, we got Jimmy. We were hoping for something sexier, maybe. Well, not for- sexy looking, but uh, maybe maybe a bigger armed and, and more athletic. How about that? For the same reasons that that Kyle Shanahan played him over a rookie are the same reasons that other teams yep. are going to be like, all right, he can help us in this situation. Like, again, some of these teams that are kind of borderline, especially at the quarterback position, like you will likely be a playoff team with Jimmy Garoppolo, likely. Not guaranteed, but likely. Now, how far you go in the playoffs, that's going to depend on how well you run the ball and play defense. But you will at least be able to get into the dance. <laughs> and that's yeah, valuable gotta- to guys with their jobs on the line. It's more yeah, valuable that, than how the fan thinks of him at quarterback. Yeah, coaches we, love that leadery juice, man. Oh, they love that gritty leadery sauce, man. Sprinkle that on everything, on wings, dip your fries in it, uh, put it on your burger. They're, they are absolutely into that. Look, we're out of time here, but I want to go to Alejandro because he has a good point and it ties into how this team was built, where Jimmy's at, the decisions that were made in the offseason. Alejandro says, I don't think we are giving Lynch near as much credit as he deserves for the football character his roster has. These grown men are crying for their brothers on the team. All of them, all uh, I've never seen anything like it. How many GMs would you rather have right now? And I think it's a really good point. The thing that has the 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 it was the day one mission statement, right? We're going to yeah. build around the defensive line. We're going to bring in high uh, caliber character players that are going to play their butts off. And that's exactly what they've done. They've had some hits and misses. It's been a roller coaster along the way. They've whiffed on some draft picks as well. But man, you look up and down the toughness of all 22 starters on the roster. Um, they've won a lot of games because of the the personal character and the football character of the players that John Lynch has brought in. So if, the, if there's one thing he's done right, it's been that. And that was part of the day one mission statement. Yeah, and then hey, Niner fans quick, that have been around for a while know about it. I mean, Alden Smith, Bruce Miller, like there were some tough times there when the 49ers did not have those high class, high caliber not, guys. Yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, breaking news, breaking news. Do, 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 do. Breaking news. There's a new head coach. There we go. It's the breaking news, news music. A new head coach uh, signing with the Minnesota Vikings. Don't say it. Harbaugh's back, baby. Don't say Harbaugh's it. back. Oh! <laughs> Harbaugh awesome. is back. Says that he's uh, signing. That's kind of the breaking news. Obviously, we'll find out. You know how, uh, you know how true those kind of quote unquote rumors are. But that's what's wow. floating around right now from the blue check marks is Jim Harbaugh uh, signing with the uh, Minnesota Vikings. Who has it better than us? Wow, nobody. That's incredible. He, he, I like him back in the league. It's a better NFL with Harbaugh in it. Yeah. It's definitely he's, a he's lot cool. more interesting with, with Harbaugh back. Oh, man. I, I feel like wow. Cousins is a good fit for Harbaugh. Does he just turn it around with the group they have? That's a win-now move. It's a very win-now move for those Minnesota Vikings. Harbaugh is back. Wow. Wow. All right. Dude, the, there's the Brian Flores <laughs> stuff. This 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 stuff's crazy. We're going to be talking about that and the Harbaugh stuff tomorrow on the Peacock and Williamson NFL show, so you're going to want to tune in to that. There is no better, no better reality show in the world than the NFL, man, uh, and it Fact. never sleeps. That's why we do podcasts every day, all year, even the offseason. And, you know, guess what? For the 49ers, it's draft season. Hit that subscribe. Tell a friend. Thank you so much, everybody, for making us your first listen every single day. For your second listen, check out the Peacock and Williamson Show. Check out Croc on Locked On NFL Draft, breaking down everything going on 
at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama this week. Wink, thank you so much for joining the show once again. My pleasure. And Croc and I will be back tomorrow right here. Locked on 49ers. Uh, see ya. <laughs>